What's up, guys? Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Honest Chuck Mockler. And I'm William, the Opinion Update. We've got some good stuff for you today. Right off the bat, we're going to talk about uh, some ESPN hiring firing issues, uh, Bleacher Report verbiage we don't really agree with, uh, the Knicks' potential pursuit of Kyrie Irving, then kind of some sad news. We're going to talk about what it means uh, for Ralph Lawler to be retiring after an amazing 40 years. Then we're going to rank our goofiest lineups in the Pacific Division just to take some of the tension away. And then we're going to see which one of those lineups we would love, marry, and kill. Yeah, some sensual lineups. <laughs> <laughs> going to be a good time. But right now, yeah, ble- I mean... What do you want to start with? The, ju- the, the Jamal Reverts? Uh? Oh, I'll start with the Jamel Hill stuff. All right, let's, yeah, let's do that. Jamel Hill fired from ESPN. Yeah, she was bought out, like her contract. Uh, which I guess is a good move. Which, I mean, I guess she got... She got she got her money. I mean, <laughs> like, good for she shouldn't have been let go in the first place. She's a truly amazing analyst and contributor. Yeah, um, to basketball in general. I think it's a huge disappointment. Um, I think that it was a bummer. Like when she was got taken off like the six p.m. Sports Center. Yep. Uh, I think that man. I don't know. I think it's just such a weird precedent to make. I I understand it. You know, uh, ESPN is owned by Disney, which is merged with Fox. Yeah. So not um, ESPN's call. I don't think. Not, I don't think this came I from mean, ESPN. I think it came from Disney and Fox, probably. I feel like, yeah, their hand was definitely forced. Mm-hmm. I still think that it's like just such a bogus move. Here's a question. If it was a man, do you think she would have been bought out? Do you think that he would have been bought out? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. I think no. You think he would still work there? I think he would still work there. That's a fair point. I just for sure, I mean, she's criticizing a president who is awful like she she brings all these valid points she does it in such an eloquent way also like this stuff um it, it wasn't on air like yeah th- she was doing it these were like these were her own personal tweets and i realize that like she represents the company as you represent a company like that stuff is taken into effect and i could totally understand that if it was something completely inappropriate absolutely but she didn't there's no cursing there's no and she's coming from a perspective a black woman, which is very underrepresented in life in general, and especially in sports. Yeah, definitely. She's very worthy. She's going to get hired by someone and going to get paid a great amount of money. She absolutely deserves to. Yeah. And I'm just really excited to see. I bet Yahoo comes in and takes her. Totally. I mean, she's going to awesome. get picked up somewhere. She's she's really great. She and then I guess the it. other like the, the other thing was uh, her talking about the, the Jerry Jones stuff for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's one seems a little more touchy because it's so close to sports in general, I guess. But yeah, not definitely. worth. But she didn't. I mean, I don't know. She she suggested that fans should boycott advertisers to support the Dallas Cowboys, and yeah. I think that that is like a diplomatic way of doing that. It's like if you feel For this sure. way, then like these are the steps to take. Definitely. And I think that that's more of a proactive thing than being like anybody who likes the Cowboys now is an Can idiot. F off. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think that um, you know it's. We don't want to get too political on this thing, but like I, th- I think that there are ways that people express outrage that are clearly not like not great, and they're not <laughs> they're not productive in any yeah. way. And I mean that from every side. Definitely, like, people voice opinions like saying "f Trump" or something like that's just not really productive or really yeah. doing anything. But like she, I don't know, continuing in the echo chamber. But I feel like you know she said her opinion. You. You hired this person for like their personality and who they are. Definitely. And like, I don't know. She hosted a show with Michael Hill based on their personalities. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And the thing that I circle back to is like Rush Limbaugh. Like, do you remember like how much stuff he got away with saying that was just fine until they like finally gave him the, 
until he finally got the axe. But like, I don't know. I it's a shame. It's a real shame. And piggybacking on this is Bleacher Report. So Jabari Bird facing charges, facing very intense charges for pretty much torturing his girlfriend. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very we're not going to go into the details of the case. Once you guys read that, but the verbiage on Bleacher Report, the headline was uh, "Ugly accusations against Jabari Bird emerge." And they refer to it as a DV case. Yeah. They don't come out and say domestic they're violence, glossing, which is like what, yeah. They're glossing over such a big issue in professional sports, not just basketball. 100%. And they're making it normalized. And they're these accus- these ugly accusations I make think, it seem like Jabari somehow is like being unfairly and, targeted. Yeah. And like I understand innocent until proven guilty, you know, obviously we don't know what happened. I still just think using that verbiage, ugly accusations, puts it on the, you know, what in this case is the defendant or the, yeah. like, or not the defendant, but the victim. Um, it's a very weird option from Bleach Report to do that. Uh, yeah, especially in such like a progressive league. Yeah. It's like just, it feels like a step back or it just feels bizarre. And I don't know why we're like protecting a guy who Still. averages three, two, and one. <laughs> yeah. um, and like, it, it's fine to say, you know, like it's fine to say innocent until proven guilty. That is the law of the land. But I still think it is a disservice to gloss over like uh, an accusation or something that's serious very serious. Yeah. Like it's man. So that's kind of right off the bat. The sad stuff we got to talk <laughs> Sorry about. about that guy. Sorry about that. Moving into, <laughs> I guess some more sad stuff. It was announced yesterday that after 40 wonderful years of service, Ralph Lawler will be retiring at the end of the season as the Clippers announcer. So we are heartbroken. Uh, Just some quick stats. He has three Emmys, which we did not know. Incredible. Three Emmys, called over 3,000 games, witnessed over 2,000 losses, (laughs) which is maybe the most impressive part that he stayed with the team for so long. He only missed three games. One of which was because of a bad commute. So they sold their desert home to avoid that ever happening again. What, did they live in Palm Springs or something? Yeah, I think so. They live somewhere like out in the desert uh, is what I read. And there was bad traffic. So they were like, we're not living here anymore. We can't live here anymore. God, get to those clips. I'm so sad. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a shame. I like. Uh, it's I, such a big hold of film. Man, four decades. Yeah. It's incredible that he's been there so long. Um yeah, I, I'm really gonna miss, really gonna miss the catchphrases. Really gonna miss mm-hmm. his commentary. Um, he had some really great quotes. Uh, the Clippers want to spend this year celebrating it, embarrassing the heck out of me, and they've been so good to me so long, I couldn't refuse. They got a little patch on the city jersey, which is gonna be great with his signature. And then he said, when someone asked him about being a commentator for a losing team, historically, even when the team was down by 20 in the first quarter, you have an obligation to your club and to the fans to give people a reason to keep watching. He's the epitome of what a basketball a sports announcer should be it doesn't matter if your team's bad yeah people are listening and i always i mean i guess you can correct me if i'm wrong i always feel like he's been a pretty diplomatic announcer like he keeps things he's going. so great he's the complete um, opposite of boston which we always bring up when we <laughs> say terrible announcers but those guys are complete they're so crap. biased they're so biased they're garbage uh he had such a big impact on the game every year bill walton writes out a letter of recommendation for him for the hall of fame and he sends it out and that's he should he i think he will get in the hall of fame but I think Bill Plaschke wrote an article about how I think about he thinks how people equate the Clippers losing with somehow Ralph being a bad announcer. That makes zero sense. It absolutely makes That's zero sense. That's the most sense. absurd thing I've ever but heard. But I think people do it. I yeah. think people still do that. Um, we're going to be so sad to see him go. I think there's been some chatter that there's going to be kind of a rotating cast to help him call games this year. So we're probably going to see some uh, Bill Walton in the booth. 
Yeah. Which is going to be amazing. Corey Maggetti will probably get some run because he might I know, yeah. I, I, he's supposed to be interested. That's going to be great. Um, more Clippers news real quick. The Toby and Bobby show premiered. Finally some good news. God, finally. All right, well, now we're getting to the good news section of the pod, you guys. Toby and Bobby premiered. Uh, what a day. Only a two-minute long, pretty much advertisement for Soul Cycle, but it was still funny. It was great. If you haven't watched it, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't watched it, you got to get your life in order because I don't know how you could be listening to a hyper-local Clippers podcast and not know that's happening. But please watch it, you guys. That's pretty much all that happened in Clippers verse. Very sad news. Yeah. With very good news. Yeah. So we're gonna go into ranking our goofiest lineups in the uh, Pacific Division. But first, uh, Locked On NFL has become the house of NFL experts. Matt Williamson hosts Locked on NFL every single Monday. He's got local experts on the biggest stories. Wednesday, it's Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Thursday, it's our boy, Mike Sando. We always shout him out. He never comes on the pod. Uh, Be sure to follow Locked on NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and get this content. All right, guys. So we're doing a little bit of a different ranking today. We were very sad from last Wednesday's podcast and the beginning of this podcast. So we wanted to kind of loosen it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're looking at goofy lineups today. In the Pacific Division, the goofiest lineups we could think of. Yeah. And I guess we're not really ranking them so much. We're not ranking them (laughs) uh, because it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, We're going to go team by team with what we think the goofiest lineup could be. Yeah. So let's start with the bottom. I mean, I guess we are doing a little bit. The least goofy? No. Let's start with the bottom as in the Kings. Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) So my Kings pick was uh, Yogi Ferrell at the one. Okay. Iman at the two. Okay. (laughs) Iman Shumber at the two. Scalabastian at the three. All right. Bogdan at the four. Zebo at the five. Okay. I, I did that because there is maybe one and a half shooters in Bogdan and Yogi, and I would just love to watch everyone else run into each other in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> Zebo wouldn't do anything. Uh, mine isn't very goofy at all, but uh, whatever. Uh, I went with Fox. Okay. I mean, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich at the two. That would be goofy. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jackson at the three. Oh, man. Bagley at the four, Zebo at the five. At the, see, we both got Zebo at the five. We both got Zebo at the f- five. Uh, I was thinking of putting Bagley at the three because there was that report that they want Bagley <laughs> to play the three. I thought about putting Bagley at the two. <laughs> Why not, dude? The ki- the funny thing is with the Kings is that they might do that this year. They can do whatever like, they want. <laughs> the Kings goofy lineup is funny because it's just lineups that could for sure happen at some point. Yeah. I think yours is goofier than mine. I think yours wins that competition. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Um, What's next? Let's go. What do you want to go? Suns or Lakers? Let's go Lakers because this right. one's really fun, I think. Okay. Who was your Lakers? All right. So I think you and I have the same backcourt, but I'm going. <laughs> for sure, dude. Rondo and Lonzo. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter which one or two, dude. Uh, Lance at the three. Uh, all right. Uh, Kuz at the four. Braun at the five because <laughs> what's a shooting? Who needs you know? shooting, dude? What's shooting? Man, oops for days with that lineup. <laughs> Mine, yeah, we had the first two right, Rondo and Lance. I had Beasley at the three. Okay. One of the goofiest players of all time. I could actually see that three, like, for sure happening. Oh, this is a lineup. Yeah, I think so. Rondo, Lonzo, Beasley three, Lance at the four. Okay. Javel at the five. All right. That's peak goofiness, I would say. In like in terms of players, yes, hundred percent. I think that that lineup will play though. Yeah, that lineup will play and might actually work. Um, that was one of my notes. I said this might actually happen at some point. LOL. Um, the Lakers are going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, definitely. It's, I mean, it kind of sucks because they're the Lakers and we're their rival, but they're going to be really fun to watch this year. 
I think that might be the goofiest team lineup wise. All right, that's your go- that's the goofiest. That's the goofiest for me. Um. All right. What about let's go Suns next. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Booker at the one, Mikhail Bridges at the two. All right. Ariza at the three. All right. So you and I are three for three so far. Josh Jackson at the four. Four, four for four. Ryan Anderson at the five. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Ryan Anderson at the five is great. I had a bit of a difference. Ryan Anderson at the five. I would love to see uh, Boban going against Ryan Anderson at the five. Dude. He won't be in the post at all. He's just no. going to be shooting from the He's corner. He's going to be kicking it. My son's lineup was Booker at the one, uh, Troy Daniels at the two. Know nothing about the guy. I just thought I'd throw him in there. <laughs> all right. Ryan Anderson at the three, just because I'd like to see him guard some other three guards in the league. Okay. Ariza at the four. I don't know how that would work. No, no one does. It's goofy, man. And then Aiton at the five, because no defense wins championships, dude. <laughs> like, that team, That would, I want to see Ryan Anderson at the three, four. I just want to see Ryan Anderson. It's going to be funny to watch him play on the Suns this year. Yeah. he's. Lit- I think you're right. All he's going to do is stand in the corner and shoot threes. Yeah, mine is all about spacing. Uh, That's good. Yeah, so I I would see like, yeah, Booker obviously handling ball handling duties, and then Mikhail Bridges being at like that kind of four point line, just because he's like a good enough shooter oh, where yeah. he could pay. Like if his defender stuck out there with him, that leaves like an opening lane for for, sure. for Booker. Um, and then obviously Ariza. Um, anywhere on the elbow, Josh Jackson setting picks, and then Ryan Anderson just yeah posted up in the no corner. Aiton in your lineup. No, I wanted space. You wanted space. That's yeah. He does not provide space. I haven't seen any uh, hoodie workout videos from him, which I'm kind of surprised by, honestly. Yeah. All right. Should we do? Should we do the Warriors? We'll do the Warriors. This one is like it's not fun. It's not that fun. They can't be that goofy. Yeah, like their team is so good and well put together, and not that full of a roster. Yeah. Or at least looking at the depth chart, there's like two positions at each one. So mine for the Warriors was Quinn Cook at the one. Okay. Uh, Clay at the two. Okay. Jonas Drebko at the three. All right. Iguodal at the four. Dre at the five. Okay, so ours are a little bit close. I did something which I think is the goofiest thing you could do with the Warriors. Which is? Clay at the one. Oh, I was going to say Dre at the one. <laughs> that, Clay at the one would be sick. Dude, point Clay. <laughs> Clay at the one. Uh, Quinn Cook at the two. Iggy at the three. Durant, power forward, okay. and then Green at the five. At the five? That's a good call. I have I don't even know what Quinn Cook looks like. Oh, really? <laughs> I just put him in the lineup. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's not fun. The lineup for the Warriors is just so good that I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Durant was... No. <laughs> He's just too good. God. I would, though, maybe like to see a lineup with like Durant at the five and Clay at the one. I bet they'll play Durant at the five at some point this year. I mean, sure. that totally makes yeah. sense. Uh, Clay at the one. I just want them to give Clay like four minutes to just run the offense how he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just like see what Clay could come up with. And like, what do you do? Because I feel like he can create, like, his, he can get his shot off fast. So if he gets a little bit of space, I mean, you know, he can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. And then he's like, he's he, a pretty good passer. Yeah. I think he's a good passer. <laughs> Uh, clay at the one let's yeah let's see some point clay this year and then we'll round it out with our boys yeah you, you want to go? go first i'll go first all right milosh at the one okay lou at the two okay gallo at the three i thought this was supposed to be a crazy lineup it is a crazy lineup. there's no defense <laughs> on this lineup uh mike scott at the four and bobon at the five that lineup is goofy <laughs> it is uh, yeah, <laughs> <it's pretty> <laughs> you have bobon down low taking up a bunch of space you got mike scott 
uh, and Gallo and Lou and Milos all on the perimeter. I think Milos, Lou, Gallo, I mean, nothing defensively, but like offensively. Dude, 158 <laughs> points a game from those three. No, yeah, I picture it as Boban just standing down low with his arms like at full like <laughs> wingspan and then just four shooters on the perimeter passing the ball to each other back and forth and then maybe getting it to Boban and him just passing it back out. <laughs> Uh, that'd be fun to watch. Uh, okay, so mine, I got uh, I got Sin at the one. Nice. We do love um, some Darius on this podcast. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> only puts up like one three per game, but I feel like that's just enough to keep people keep people what honest. A game. <laughs> Not really, because as soon as he puts up one, you're like, all right, he's pretty much done for. This I mean, <laughs> that was last year, though. I mean, that number will easily double. <laughs> yeah, God, you're like, gonna just allow him to get six points. Crossing our fingers. Um, Lou with the two. Uh, playing Toby at the three. I thought about doing that too. And then Trez at the four. Ooh. And Bobby at the five. Toby, Trez, Bobby for a front court is pretty sick. Yeah. I, I think that'll happen during the year for sure. Yeah, and Toby and Lou, I mean, like, I mean, Toby is kind of a threat from anywhere. He's like sure. a 40% three-point shooter. For sure. Um, and he can kind of defend. Yeah. He's not a bad defender. Yeah. Now he's a, like, a, yeah, he's a serviceable he's like a okay defender. your lineup is fairly goofy but also another one of those goofy lineups that like is for sure gonna happen this year mm, i don't know how much we'll see sin at the point mm, yeah that's true i would i would be surprised Maybe shay at the point yeah this lineup with shay at the point seems a little bit more um realistic palatable yeah that's a goofy lineup though it's a pretty goofy lineup. We got some goofy lineups in the Pacific Division. I hope we should. Ha- we're going to save these notes and we're going to do a goofy lineup watch. And <laughs> if at any point during the season any of these teams play these lineups, uh, we'll bring it up and remind you guys of how great this segment was. All right. So now, right in a sec, we're going to get into Love Mary Kill. But first, guys, college football's back. Football's everywhere. We live football. Football is our mother. It's our father. We love it. Uh, the lockdown, all hail football. All hail football. Uh, the Lockdown Network is expanding with college shows. Can Coming, you believe it? Wow. What a day. Coming this week, Lockdown Wolverines, Lockdown Buckeyes, and Lockdown Seminoles. Plus, we're already covering the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougs. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. What about the Bruins? They're coming. All right. Now to the nitty gritty. Which of these groups, should we do groups or just individuals in these groups that we would love Mary kill? Um, let's, let's do, man. I vote individuals. Okay. Let's right. do individuals. You want right. to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Man, a lot of, g- wow. Pick of the litter here. So, first off, my love, Rondo. Okay. Rondo and I, I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be very, I think we'd play chess. I think we'd go to tea shops. I would yeah. play Connect Four now, I think about it. Yeah. We'd, it'd You'd be, be like a trophy man in this scenario. Very he's much, much older. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's much older. <laughs> I am arm candy in this scenario. Uh, to John Rondo. So I'm loving Rajon Rondo. I'm going to marry, here's, this isn't a shock. I'm going to marry Devin Booker. Oh, I mean, incredible. Incredible. I mean, in this situation, I'm the poor old man that Devin Booker somehow is marrying. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to nurse him back to health with that terrible hand injury that he got, maybe riding his bike. Um, but I'm going to enjoy that money is really what I'm going to do. I'm going to be honest, this is from a purely financial standpoint of marrying Devin Booker. Yeah, that's fair. Marrying Devin Booker. And then I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'd kill, hmm, this one's kind of hard because I kind of like a lot of the players on these lists. I guess I would kill Quinn Cook. <laughs> 
because I don't know him. So there wouldn't be as a personal attack. Yeah, there's nothing. And like, probably, there's, there's no personal element there. I think everyone else on this list, if for some weird world I had to love, marry, and kill any of these guys, I would vomit after I killed them. I don't think I would with Quinn Cook because I don't know him like that. I see. Yeah, that's... So it's easier on me in this situation. That makes sense. I'm looking out for number one is what I'm doing. All right. So that was... Who, who are you going with? All right. Um, I'm loving... I'm loving Devin Booker, actually. Like, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be anything serious. Well, good for Uh, you. You're a better person than I am. I'm in it for the bucks. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. You know, what we have is just too, too real. It's like a fire that's too hot. It'll have to burn out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say, but not real enough to get married. No, no. It's not like a, it's not like a, a tender stoking fire. It's, it's. It's vicious. California in the summer is what it is. Yes, it is. It's scary. People are alarmed (laughs) for both of us. Everyone is scared. But we're having fun. You're going out to restaurants and people are like, that couple (laughs) needs to get their lives together. Yeah. (laughs) But it's fun, you know. We love it. We don't care what you think. Yeah. Good for you, you crazy kids. (laughs) Um, I'm marrying Clay Thompson. If I yeah, you know, like I if I had the option, if I had the option, (laughs) if we're talking any NBA player and we're gonna be in a in a monogamous relationship for the rest of our lives, you probably have to be Clay for me. Here's where I think you slip off. I don't think Clay's going to be monogamous. You saw oh. that birthday party he had with all those Instagram models? That's true. Well, how about this rule? We'll have a little clause. <laughs> when he's in China, anything goes. <laughs> he's in China. I like that rule. <laughs> it's like the Andrew Kirilenko rule. Him and his wife had a rule that he could uh, be intimate with one woman a year, I believe, that was not his wife. That's fair. I'm not even putting a limit on it. <laughs> he when he's just, in China, he can, go he can to do town. whatever he wants. <laughs> What about you? Do you have the same thing? When he's in China, can you be with any woman that you want? Yeah, but it has to be outside whatever state we reside in. What, what area code? California's a big state. Um, yeah, it has to be outside of California. Wow. has to be... What if... And just so he doesn't get jealous, I'll... I'll he make, would get jealous. I'll make my section... I, it can only be in the Midwest. Oh, man. <laughs> You're really committed. <laughs> hey, you know, I know how to make him stay. That's true. Neither of us has picked a clipper yet, by the way. Yeah. Hope you don't pick one right now. I mean, we just, uh, we, we know, we love Mary we Kill. Know, all times. Yeah. We're trying to get goofy. <laughs> um, so who would you kill? I think, I think I'm going to kill. Oh, actually, I know exactly who I'm going to kill. I'm killing De'Aaron Fox. Why? Not a fan. You're not a fan? He's fun to watch. I don't think I like the guy. The, I haven't liked him ever since. Because uh, the eat the ass comment? No, I mean, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was clowning on sin during summer league. Oh, that's true. And I'm still not over it. I'm well, never going to be over it. <laughs> Will is pounding his <laughs> fist on the desk right now. He did clown on Cinderius and then Cinderius properly shut the young buck up, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't it a preseason game? But if it? I was there, I would have killed him. <laughs> okay, that's totally not true. Um, that's a good love, Mary kill. Yeah, it's hard to do it with the Clippers because we, uh, I think we pretty much just play that game every single day anyway. Yeah, when, like, yeah, even when we're not doing the show, we're, we're generally texting each other about, about what Clippers were love, Mary or kill. <laughs> not a whole lot of kills, to be not perfectly honest. Not a whole lot of kills. We wouldn't kill any of them. What, uh, you got anything else you want to bring up? We got a couple minutes left. Um, 
Man, so what what do we what kind of content are we gonna delve into as we're getting closer to the season? So closer to the season, when we're 15 days out, we're gonna do uh probably gonna do one every single day so we can get that player profile. We're gonna do each player profile, which at some point hopefully we only have 15 players on the roster. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> I mean maybe we should just start early. Yeah, no news out of that. Um what what questions like media day is coming up, mm-hmm. what three questions are you gonna ask of any one clipper? Favorite fried chicken place in LA. Okay. Um. Do you think you could beat up Boban? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and who are you asking? A- all of them. Oh, okay. This is for this is for a whole team. I'm addressing the team at Media Day. Okay. They give me the whole team in one room, and then I address them personally. Yeah. Um, and then the third one would be. I mean, this is a pretty lame one, but I always like hearing the answer. Is what was the first thing you bought when you saw after you signed your contract? Yeah, that's fair. Because with this roster, there's a pretty there's there's a wide range of contracts. <laughs> so like you know, Ty Wallace isn't buying what Tobias maybe bought or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. What would be your three? Uh, question number one: All Clippers, do you like me? I okay, that's a good one. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, I really just gotta know. <laughs> do you like this shirt that I'm wearing? Uh, um, question number two: uh, Who's smoking? Weed? <laughs> who's smoking? All right, you're saying who's smoking? Okay, I like that. (laughs) And then I'm assuming this is where you put sunglasses on. You say I am, and you pull out. All right, so you're two for two. Uh, And then number three would just be I don't know. It'd probably be like a like what? What's your favorite sitcom? Probably something like that. Okay. I mean, it's like pretty basic, but like I just want to know. I feel like I could learn a little bit. Well, a little bit more about every single player. Here's how about I could help you out. How about okay. you change the question? What's your favorite sitcom when you're smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone with that question. Uh, yeah, me, during the season, media day would be sweet. We should try and sneak our way in there because they're for sure not going to let us in. Um, during the season on Tuesdays, we're going to be doing Twitter Tuesdays. There will be activity on there during the season, which will be nice. And then Thursdays, we're doing Thirsty Thursdays, which will be who we think should get more time for playing. That's going to be really exciting this year, I think, because there's just going to be so many people who can actually contribute. Yeah. Um, that's it for us today, guys. Again, we're very sad about Ralph Lawler. We hope he enjoys his life after basketball, as he said. Um, we're going to be sobbing throughout the year thinking about that. Thanks for listening. We will be back on Monday. As always, this is the Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks.